What's going on, all you dads out there and all you moms? Welcome to the Fade You podcast, episode 127. We love that you decided to spend a little time with us, and we hope you enjoy our show. See if we can get uh, double-digit listeners this time. That'd be nice. I am the humble host of this podcast. My name is Matthew James. You can follow me on Twitter at MatthewJames78. Make sure you're following Fade You on Twitter at Fade You Sports, and uh, we might just... Look at your plays and fade them someday. So we will get to all the guys' Twitter handles here in a second. But if you like our show today, please make sure you subscribe to the pod. That helps us out so we can keep growing and we can pay for some of the L's we took in Vegas. And uh, maybe you could pay for some, some big-ass Subway sandwiches too. I don't know if you're my guy, Kyle. So more on that later. Uh, but speaking of which, he is on Twitter at Kmart's Angles, and he was feeling it. Kmart's underscore Angles. He was feeling it on Saturday night. Kmart, how has uh, the recovery been going? Uh, pretty good. Did a, did a couple workouts tonight and last night, just to try to sweat out some of uh, that alcohol we consumed. Uh, I think my body's still running on Red Bull vodkas from Saturday. Um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, just still pretty dead-ass tired, though. Dead-ass tired for sure. Uh, the next dad here, he wore the fucking smock to Vegas. I still don't know if it ended up being good luck or bad luck, but Kelly was rocking the smock. She was loving it. Everybody was loving it. Chris Duke is on Twitter at HazmatSuit23. Chris, the way that you celebrated the Georgia State cover was – that will be forever ingrained in my memory. I love that we have that video. That was an all-timer. What was it, 22 and a half, 23 and a half? You remember? Oh, it was electric. <laughs> I think it was, I think I got a garbage line at the end there at 22. I think it landed 21, right? Chris just smacking the seats and yelling and screaming. And oh my God, that was just, that was all the clubhouse. All the wager talk guys in there it was fucking awesome. High fiving, yeah. hugging. Doesn't get any better than that. So follow Chris on Twitter, get his poopy plays. Um, he's stepping in a lot of shit lately, but it's all good, Dad. Uh, Joe's a dad. Joe got called out by one of our show's best friends, Dave Sharapan, for all the underscores in his Twitter handle, which is Joe underscore knows underscore underscore underscore. Joe, do you want to any new listeners out there? You want to explain why there are so many underscores? Tell the story quick. Yeah, so I, I wanted the Joe knows it was during the time of the bone nose documentary and I kind of got a wild hair at my ass and tried to get that and some dickhead has it and I tried to buy it off of him but they never answered me so I'm just fucked I might change it to like Joe knows and then an underscore and then something else like maybe nothing or like I don't know because I suck at betting so everybody should just fade me. We'll, we'll work on it but we think Joe knows we, we think he's dead. Yeah, he's probably dead. Most likely. Most likely dead, but it's fine. Uh, Neil is here. Neil is known affectionately as the Bucket Boy by that aforementioned friend of the show, Dave Sherapan. He is on Twitter at Big Nelly Buckets. Uh, Neil, Dave was loving the hell out of those buckets that you brought. That was pretty great. Uh, trip good. 
Very good. But it ended just like the previous one with a very, very late night drive home. Um, I could live without those, but all in all, yeah, buckets, you know, brought the buckets this year. Got all the fade you dads a bucket uh, and being able to just carry those around the book. That was that was, that was a hell of a time. And lastly, everybody needs to give our fat dad a follow. He is the best and we love him very much. He is at fat bills fan on Twitter. Now, Jared, you and I got to snuggle on. I get I, technically it was Saturday morning because your dumb ass has stumbled into the room at 3.30 a.m. But was it everything you dreamed of? You know, honestly, man, it was everything I could have. I looked into your eyes once the first time I actually physically got to see you. And I was there, man. I was good. Got to snuggling close because Joe had the room at about 61 degrees. So there's nothing more that a big bear likes is to snuggle up next to a, you know, his little cub next to him. Yeah. And Matthew, that was, <laughs> that. <laughs> it was actually like four 30. Cause shout out Jeff. Uh, he, we were all degening on the blackjack table till well past four. Jeff is a god. Uh, we will be shouting out Jeff for sure. But a couple things. Jared's right. Joe did have the room set at 61 degrees. I looked and I was like, all right, I guess I guess I'm just gonna freeze my ass off in here tonight. <laughs> and then Jared's talking about looking into my eyes and wanting to cuddle, but when they got back to the room, Jared was just pissed because they weren't fighting anyone. Jared just couldn't wait to he's like, guys, why aren't we fighting? Anybody want to go just hit someone? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was just classic, Jared. And the only reason why the room was 61 is because you guys bitched when it was 65. So I, in spite of you guys complaining, I'd lowered it even more. I would put it at 59 or 55 if I could have. Classic. <laughs> oh, my God. So our show today, and again, thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate all the support as we continue to try to grow and network and and just learn and find our place here in this this racket. So our, uh, our episode, we got a big catalog. This is episode 127. You can go back and listen to a bunch of shit before tonight's is really just going to be to recap our trip. We were in uh, Vegas for the first two rounds of the tournament Thursday through Sunday. Uh, it was uh, unbelievable. So mostly recap the trip. We are going to look ahead to the sweet 16 a little bit uh, and pull up some numbers here at the end of the show. But first, I mean, man, I've got a long, uh, Apple notes of, of thank yous and shout outs. And I mean, it was just, it was so good. Uh, for some of us, it it was the first time we had done the trip together. I know I, Kyle and Neil have been doing it for years. I've been there with Kyle and Neil a couple of times before. Uh, Chris didn't go last year because he was busy doing some shit like getting engaged. Um, and then Jared, it was the first time I met you. So I don't know who wants to start. Just talk about the best parts of the trip, the highlight of the trip, Joe, what do you got? Uh, meeting the prop queen, I think was my favorite part. I, I didn't know that much about her. Well, I knew a lot about her. I listened on, uh, on sports grid every morning, but I didn't know how, what kind of like how I felt about her, you know, and you know, I, I've written her on Twitter talking a little, not a lot of shit, but kind of just questioning some plays and all this stuff. And meeting her in person was just above and beyond what I could have possibly expected how cool she was she was such a badass incredible person hopefully a fade you friend going forward she agreed to come on the pod so we'll hopefully can hold her to that but yeah just an un- incredible person and and somebody that uh everybody should uh meet at some 
Yeah, Ariel was could not have been nicer and more down to earth and more genuine and just just fun and awesome to talk to about, you know, being a Yankees fan and her love of baseball and all that stuff was just really, really cool. So awesome opportunity for us to be able to meet her. Chris, what about you? Best part of the trip? Well, it's kind of a mix between the best and the worst because it was where I lost my most money, but it was probably where I, uh, you know, just connected with my dad, Joe, like we always do. And looking at him in the face after 4,000 beers, 2,000 Cabernets and a couple thousand gins going, when are we going to leave this blackjack table with Coco uh, dealing the cards? And he says, when we're fucking dead. And I said, well, <laughs> yeah. then I guess we'll fucking stay a little longer. That was so, that. That, yeah. was that, that was that same uh, <laughs> night where we came into the room very late, and I don't know where Jared was. Well, apparently he was on the roulette table because the picture took Chris took an electric picture of him. But uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Coco, shout out Coco and her wife Megan. They were incredible. Uh, didn't like they did not like Jared because he was being kind of a dick to them, and I had to apologize a couple times, but. Coco did get us paid and I, I used the bank of Jared that night and I was able to pay him back everything he gave me. So that was nice. Good times, good drunken that's, times on the table. That's hilarious. Uh, Neil, now that was, they're talking about Friday night. Now, Saturday night was something else altogether. Unfortunately, our, our dads had to leave on, uh, on Saturday after the pool. Chris and Joe had to leave. So that left the rest of us to fend for ourselves on Saturday night. And I was at the casino, not as late as those guys were Friday night. Um, but you guys kind of stayed in on Friday night, but then we're ready to get after it on Saturday night. And I just remember, so I had to check into my flight Sunday morning. So kind of all throughout the night, I was kind of like freaking out. Like I got to get to my, like I got to get checked in. So I keep waking up and I keep looking over next to me and, and the bed is empty and it's like 1am, 2am, 3am bed's still empty. Where are those guys? Are they dead? What happened to Kyle? Cause Kyle was feeling pretty good when I left people down at the casino. Neil, do you want to talk about what, what sort of happened there? Oh man, a lot happened. Um, and it's still the reason why I don't have my voice back fully. But so we decide to go to Fremont Street and kids out there, if it's like after 1130, just don't go to Fremont Street. Because like every story you'll ever hear somebody say was like, I don't know how many times I've heard a story end with and it's 4am and all we want to do is get the fuck out of Fremont Street as fast as possible. Well, this was one of those nights. I'll just fast forward. We end up going to a spot called the cat's meow karaoke bar um, right there, like on the second story, but overlooking like the Fremont street there. And we're there until, I don't know, 4am. We finally go cause we're starving and like this pizza place is closed. They won't let us in. We finally find a 24 hour subway open at the El Cortez hotel on Fremont. So we go and the guy, just one guy behind the counter, Alex gets his sub. I get mine. We sit down to eat and Kyle comes up and just like starts ordering. And he's up there for what seemed like forever. Come to find out he has asked 
for a sub that contained every single meat behind the counter. By this time, we had no line walking up. By this time, there's a dozen people behind us because I kid you not, it was bacon, it was roast beef, it was turkey, it was salami. Then he gets his sandwich toasted. And then he asks the guy, what's under that container? Oh, it's the egg. Got to throw egg on it. Well, if you throw egg on it, you got to toast it again. So you're not just eating these pre-made, cold, you know, hard-boiled eggs. So that gets toasted. Kyle was very nice enough to buy the girl behind us who was waiting the longest. He bought her her six-inch sub. Kyle's sub by itself came out to $35 when you added up everything. And then the poor girl behind him, her, you know, $5, six inch sub that he got. That's not even the wildest part. The wildest part is Kyle gets ringed up for this. The guy behind the counter then proceeds to shut the cases down. If you've never been to, I never knew that that little like rounded glass actually like just comes down and closes so that they can keep everything cold and don't have to put it away. He closes both of those glass domes and leaves he walks away i'm pretty sure kyle just made the guy quit his job on the spot and the 11 people left behind us are just like is he ever coming back it's a 24-hour subway i what are we supposed to do so kyle made somebody walk off the job at least he got his sub it looks good. I don't know. I'd pay $31, $35 for it. But I mean, it was a fat Sandy, dude. That's got to be. He probably ate more food than Chris ate all fucking weekend. I think Chris ate like seven French fries. Maybe just picked up some shit off the floor and ate it. That sounds about it. That's all brand right there for Chris. But Kyle, what do you have to say for yourself, you meat loving fuck? I mean, I got up there and, you know, just getting a, a double turkey like I usually get just seems so boring and I'd rather not eat than have that. So I started asking him about the meats. I was like, Oh fuck it. Just, just give me all the meats. Just give me all the meats. Like ultimate meat lover pizza. Like it, it has to be good on a sandwich and it was good. It was really good. Um, I, I was actually proud of myself. I didn't gorge myself with the entire foot long of it. I saved, I don't know, four and a half inches there's a funny joke there there's uh, something for, there yeah for the next uh you know morning <laughs> Yikes. After so it was uh <laughs> it was great um I, d- I do recall him making two more subs after i i left though so you know he had, he had at least gave it a shot before he quit but you know i was hollering at him our boy alex was hollering at him and he just he wouldn't say a word he was just putting like more bread in the oven and just not talking to anybody saying, Hey, give me 10, give me 15. However long he just, like Neil said, close the shit down and kind of walked in the back to go. I don't, I don't know. Fiddle with the pickle. Four and a half inches that were left. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, we didn't, we didn't see Kyle for a while on Sunday. At least I didn't. So I was hammered till noon. Absolutely hammered. I was trying to come down from just, I haven't drank like that in forever. Awesome. Just, I hope, I bet your boy, Jimmy G is proud of you with his, with his new subway ad campaign. You should hit him up and say, Hey, Jimmy, I did this for you. I, I got this $34 all meat subway sandwich. 
I wish I took a photo of it so I could, you know, at least have some evidence. I, I kept the receipt because that is definitely once in a lifetime. All right. Uh, Jared, best part of the trip for you? No question, man. You guys have all met, know Kelly well, and she's got 200,000 followers and she could have talked and invited anyone over, but she invited us to the pool party. And it was just really cool to talk to someone with such a big following that was so down to earth. So it was really, really cool. Uh, everyone from wager talk was nice getting to actually meet people that I follow on Twitter and that I see regularly. It was really nice to see, you know, like Joe kind of brought up about Ariel earlier. He didn't really know anything about her. And then to get to talk to her, get to talk to all of the other people there. Really, really cool. I was surprised, but I was, you know, I was definitely happy with, uh, with, you know, getting to talk to these i'm i'm butchering this right now <laughs> well i don't know what your interaction with her was like because the next day she tweeted it was a great day except for meeting at fat bills fan yeah all 200k followers got to see that but i'll tell you <laughs> one quick one quick like a 30 second story here with jared and kelly so uh, we're sitting in the, the cabana at the sahara which was fucking badass I look over, Jared's talking to Kelly, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know, just him and him and her. And then I look over like 45 minutes later, and they're still just talking, just him and her. I'm like, holy shit, okay. And um, like I, we're hit, we're standing there with these margaritas. Kelly's going back to the table, filling them up and just pouring our drinks in our hands with us not even paying attention, just refilling us. I'm like, then I sneak over to Jared and I'm like, dude, what would you say if you told any of your like sports betting friends that you just you're in a cabana right now with Kelly in Vegas and she's pouring his drinks? Like, would you think they would believe you? Just unbelievable, man. How uh crazy cool they are. Great hospitality. Yeah, Sahara was sick. Um, that's that's great. I love that you guys connected and had that funny moment on Twitter and <laughs> All the followers saw that. It's fucking awesome. Um, man, Chris, speaking of Kelly, can you say enough about just what a mom she is for really? I mean, the whole reason we're even all there is probably because of her and, and the friendship that we've created with her going back to what? August of 2020. Is that when we met her? Yeah, you guys, we, <clears throat> we used her for the proxy and she was so cool that day and just hanging out with her uh, when we went for Joe's 30th uh, in the clubhouse, just me, Carson and him. And uh, we wanted a lot of more dads to show up for that, but it was awesome. She took care of that that weekend and hanging out with John Murray and meeting. I got to meet Mitch Moss this weekend. I listened to follow the money all the time. Shout out to them. Amazing. He's super nice down to earth, Ariel, all these guys, Adam, Brett, all of them are so awesome, man. It's so cool to know. They're just, people out there just like us that you know it doesn't matter how many followers they have they're just like us want to have a good time bet on sports get fucking a nice buzz on and and hang with the dads and moms you know i think we were well past the buzz for uh 99.7 of the trip it was just a complete either black or brown out gotta echo what chris said about the westgate i mean the hospitality at the westgate and in the clubhouse was was unreal I mean, we, we owe Kelly more than we'll ever be able to repay her for just kind of giving us these networking opportunities. I mean, the clubhouse was awesome. The servers were great on Thursday, just bringing stuff all day. I mean, the buckets of beer, it was like every five minutes. Joe, Chris, right? I mean, it was unreal. 
Yeah, the buckets of beer all over the place and uh, spilling Mountain Jeff's Mountain Dew oh, God. 19, 15, 19 times in the fucking clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, that guy in his Mountain Dew. Oh, my God. Uh, but the servers were great. Uh, Chris, you mentioned John Murray that you just, I mean, the last thing that guy probably wants is just slap dicks like us coming up to him and just bugging him while he's in the book trying to work. And Chris, I saw you just out there talking to him. So I went up and joined in the conversation and, and uh, he was super cool to talk to and gave us some great insight into what the book needs. And, and then he, I even went up to him on Sunday morning when it was kind of slow during that first game, talked to him again. And, and he just kind of stands there and gives people his time. And it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, Chris, who else do you want to shout out? Uh, I want to shout out uh, our boy, Uncle Ben. What is, what's his Twitter handle? I want to follow him. He's hilarious. He'll just knock out wherever the fuck he is. Super nice guy. It was like, it's like <laughs> ben, in, ben in Nova Scotia or some shit. Oh, yeah. He's from Canada. He's cool as fuck. You wouldn't know it. A lot of the other Canadians are like, eh, eh. Ben doesn't sound like that. He just sounds like one of us. But uh, he was there and always wrecked and was got knocked out and uh slept in an aerial poured some water on him <laughs> he's like if it wasn't her i would have done something but it was her little ass so he didn't give a fuck but well, uh, kelly did the same thing with the uh, champagne after yeah. so they got back from their dinner they, they poured champagne on his face when he was asleep in the clubhouse he's so and he, sick dude. and then he's such a god that that happens and he just goes right back down and right back to sleep <laughs> Yeah, he could tell he was furious, and he saw it was Kelly, and then he was just like, ah, and then just fucking back to sleep. Unreal. Um, John Murray was great. Uh, Who else? I mean, Chris Thurston and Adam and and Drew Martin, just getting to talk to all those guys. And, of course, some of the other wager talk guys, I got to talk to a couple guys that do some hockey. I got to talk to Carmine. I got to talk to Andrew McInnes. Um, Man, everybody was just really cool. I don't, who else wants to jump in and just shout out somebody you got to talk to or somebody that made the trip worth can, it? Can and we shout out quick, CT bets real quick. Good. Yeah. Thanks for yep, the Viva. CT. Your brother yeah. was there. Good ass shit. He brought like fucking 20 cases of Viva. Awesome. It's going to come to California soon. I know his brother's up in the Bay area. They're getting there. Hopefully it comes to SoCal soon. Awesome. Thank you. CT bets. I know we're all on a sides together. Michigan, sweating Michigan. They beat Tennessee awesome so fun by the pool good shit you guys are awesome hopefully we can go see you and catch a red Sox game in boston this year we got to discuss uh our boy brett too oh brett legend. just god dude i thought you guys were gonna fuck it up for him too because he he was down hanging out with us and he was pretty intoxicated and kelly and our in our, in our group chat texas said hey how does brett and then somebody it was like, oh, he's wrecked. And I'm like, oh, no, don't fucking say that. I was like, so I said, he looks pretty sober to me. <laughs> like, don't throw the dad <laughs> under the bus. You know? And he was just, man, what a time. He was on another fucking planet. But that's why we love him. Because <laughs> he was just hanging out with us. I mean, we were all pretty torched, too. To say, like, he was on another planet, we were, like, 97% of the way there. It was, we, <laughs> it wasn't like we were sober. No. <laughs> But yeah, he and he was so godlike, all hungover. But then two hours later, he's pounding down tequilas again. And it was just godlike. We love him, even though he's talking a little shit on Twitter, but it's fine. We still love you, Brett. 
What did he say on Twitter? He said, uh, if I never see you guys again, I won't be sad about it. Until yeah, we it, sign up no, next year. Until we sign up next year, yeah. Yeah, Brett, we'll see you, uh, we'll see you in August. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to book that, so we take him out. Just a short few months away, Mr. Brett. We'll have to we'll make the appointment under a different name and then it'll be it'll be us showing up and he'll just look at us all walk in. Oh fuck. We should be yes, do it Brett, under that like that was me, smelly poop in the clubhouse. Yes, that's can, the smell. Can, yes, but can somebody be uh the the circuit entry Brett's side piece? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine him having to put that ticket up there. Imagine the name being on the check. it'd be so awesome oh god that would be incredible um yeah brett was brett was unbelievable what what a fun guy to hang out with um neil you want to shout out dave i mean it was great i got to talk to dave uh the night what night was that um friday night i think when me you and alex were just chilling in there he he (laughs) took the picture and that's when he was trying to tag all of us in the picture. And he, and we told him there's four underscores in Joe's yeah. Twitter handle. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, lost it. Yeah. That was, yeah. He, he couldn't get over that, but uh, yeah. So Dave Sherapan Twitter at the sports consigliary, um, just one of the coolest guys, you know, that I've met, I think out in Vegas. So we, we texted him on Thursday when we were out and we just sort of texted back and forth, but he was at the Westgate most of Friday night. Um, I think he even ran up to some room and did a, sh- did a show um, during the night. And yeah. He came back and hung out with, the, hung out with us, you know, for well over an hour, just talking shop. And we had Rex Byers then come in and, you know, say hi. And we talked to him for a bit. Um, I, the one story that I thought was cool was he, Dave was at uh, Cosmo with some of the guys on set on Sunday so Alex and I went down where we were out down at the strip. And so we go, we meet up with Dave real quick and Dave knows that I'm a Dodger fan. And he goes, he goes, Hey, look who was sitting right behind me. And I look and he's, he's like, wait for him to turn around. And guy turns around and it's Oral Hershiser. I knew it right off the bat, the bulldog. Um, just so that was just sort of a really cool little moment that, you know, he had Dave had Oral Hershiser sitting right behind him at the book. Um, but yeah, just one of the nicest guys in Vegas. Super fun, super funny. Um, and Matt, right, you got a little shout out on his on his show yesterday. It was one of the the stories that, that he liked the most from the weekend was your Canes and Canes Jared, uh, parlay. And Jared, you were with me on uh, Sunday evening, right? I mean, everybody else was kind of gone by then. Um, because Neil and Kyle and Alex had gone to Benihana. And so we're, we're just chilling, watching the end of those last couple of games. And, and I see Dave. And so I kind of wave at him and he comes over and Jared, how long did he talk to us for? It seemed like it had to have been close to a half an hour. It, I mean, it was, it was, it was quite a while there, but I just, I'm going back here. I, Dave had oral. We missed that right there. <laughs> he dude when he said that i was my ears perked up a little bit <laughs> jared how much was he loving that uh that hurricanes hurricanes parlay that that found a way to not hit oh horrible man he was he, he was so excited to tell that story on the podcast the next day and i mean the only thing that was more excited was matt seeing matt's face hearing that dave was going to talk about him on his podcast the next day so it was I, really cool 
he had he had Matt take him a uh, take a picture of the bet ticket and send it to him. It was really cool. I just again, like I said, it was saying earlier, it was just it was refreshing to see all of these people. It seemed like they cared about us, you know, like and valued our opinions and wanted to talk to us and you know grow it, you know. And it was cool too when he when he came. I think it was Friday night, and he's like, "Hey." does anybody have any like ticket drink tickets or anything? <laughs> and I gave him one and he comes back with like a big ass glass of wine and he's crushing pizza with us uh, for the sake of myself. I don't remember what the hell we talked about. Cause dad may have had one too many or maybe 17 too many, but it was still a good time. That was the globe trotter Jersey, just electric yeah. oh. city with that thing. Yeah. 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 That was pretty sweet. Um, all right. Let's shout out Jeff. Our boy Jeff, what a what a cool guy to meet, and uh, talk to him a little bit about his service and um, the, how he's friends with Zach Johnson and shit. Like, and the dad, the dad was uh, he was feeling the over in Auburn and Jacksonville State, and that was I think the second game to tip off on Friday. Does that sound right? So it's pretty early. I mean, that's like a nine forty, yeah, so. yeah. a nine forty tip maybe. And uh, he was right on the number there for most of the second half. And he's um, he's sipping on his Mountain Dew. And then it's getting right down to it. Like he needs a bucket with a couple minutes left to hit his total and go over. So he sets his Mountain Dew down and he's getting ready to cheer. <laughs> and <laughs> so it hits and he, he he's freaking out. He, <laughs> he is well, so- the whole like, yeah, the whole left side of the the. <laughs> the thing was, was just going crazy because we were all started to root for him at that point. Cause nobody had really had a lot of action on that game. And he was just like, it was, yeah, it was awesome. He's yelling at the TV. He's like a foot from the screen. Oh man. It was great. Yes. His uh, Twitter is at Jeff buff 73. So everybody go give him a follow. And so how did the first Mountain Dew spill? The first one I was sitting in Joe, front of him. Joe spilled it. Okay. I spilled it. I was sitting in front of him. And he had his backpack kind of like next to the the chair I was in. And I got up in my drunken stupor and turned around and kicked the backpack, which fell over and hit the the Mountain Dew. So then I was like, all right, cool. I'll go get you a new one, Jeff. He's like, you don't have to. It's fine. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll do it. So I wait in line at the bar for like 15 minutes and then met this cougar that was kind of after me in the uh, elevator, which was kind of nice. And then they didn't have Mountain Dew at that bar. I went to the wrong one. But I did get a, a few beers, so that was fine. Joe, I just remember you felt so bad. You were like so remorseful trying to tell him that you were going to get him another Mountain Dew. You came back. You're like, man, they didn't have it. And so he leaves in like two seconds. He's late. He's back with another Mountain Dew. I don't yeah, know where he I got was it. Like, I don't know where he got it. I have no idea where he got it. And I, I was just, I know I felt terrible. I don't want to spill his, his beverage. That's, that's kind of something you just don't want to do. And somebody said Zamboni. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that in Vegas. Suck it off the floor. No, thank you. So he comes back with a second Mountain Dew and he sets that one on the ground. And I don't remember what was happening at that time, but I, I, I almost Great knocked thing. it over my, my foot like brushed against it. And I, I was like, Oh shit. And then I think Jared, did you end up kicking over the second one? No, Chris did. Chris did. Within like five minutes of him refilling it. <laughs> fuck that. I didn't kick over shit. <laughs> you don't remember, but you sure fuck. as fuck did. Fuck no, but don't well, put your fucking drinks on the ground. Rule one, two, leave a backpack the fuck at home. So two, he's now he's down two Mountain Dews. All right. So so dad goes out to get another Mountain Dew. He comes back with number three. 
and he spills the third one himself. (laughs) And this is all within like 10 minutes. Half a gallon of Mountain Dew just laid on the floor. I'm not sure when I fall into the Mountain Dew kicking over place, but I definitely kicked one of his over too. Oh my God. That was. And I think you guys, and I think you guys missed, I think you guys missed because it was a little bit later after that. Because by this time, we'd all told him, like, guys, it, Jeff, like, it's time to just switch to beer. Like if it's you're like kicking over Mountain Dews, you just need to go to beer. So <laughs> yeah, this is probably like a couple to... hours after, right? Because okay. I remember I was helping the wager talk guy set up the table. The cake right. had been delivered. I'm at the I'm at the door, and he has finally a beer, and he like taps on my shoulder for me to move, and I move, and the then the door starts to close. It like hits him in the shoulder, and he drops his beer. So. God, he loses his him. beer later that afternoon. The whole beer, what a bottle like is on the floor. There's Coors Light like pouring out of it, bubbles everywhere. So he loses that one too. Once he finally switches to alcohol, so he, guy had well, a rough he, day with the drinks. Yeah, well, that rough day lasted until about four a.m. the next day with uh, me, Jared, and Chris. So <laughs> yeah, he was a good, good time and good guy. Jeff, we love you. We love you, Dad. It was great meeting you. One of the one of the most fun people to talk to for sure. He was just hanging out both days. Our our Mountain Dew spilling, blackjack degening Dad, Jeff. Uh, Chris, you were playing blackjack with him for a while. Me and Chris, we oh, played you guys with him both for at that table. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, we, like we were with him, and then we left and like kept walking over, like checking out his stack because he like got fucked on and then kept buying and pull out a wad rebought and i was like this guy is a dad he was just go up very large then down large then come back and then he said he ended up being up like 500 at the end of the night i mean shit i had a miracle comeback at the end of the night too with coco so jeff was great um trying to think of anybody else we, we talked to taylor mathis for a little bit i think on thursday uh chris you had, were you talking to her yeah, she was outside the clubhouse and just chilling. I went up and said hi, and super nice. And I, I heard her accent. I said, I got some cousins from Chicago that say, hey, Ashley, where are you from? She goes, I'm from Chicago. Yeah, I got the A accent. And she was super nice. And uh, we, we chatted about stuff, what she likes to bet and props and stuff. And she also said she'd be down to hit up the pod, too. She has no restrictions. So it'd be super nice to uh, to get her on, too, and talk with her. She loves baseball. She loves the Cubs. So really great to get some insight from her she's hot on props right now she just hit some more we just don't have access to some of them but good for her to be hot good thing we live in california where we can't bet props but um dave even said you guys are going to be last and it's so true but uh she i remember taylor saying that she kept uh, she jinxed herself she was talking about her perfect bracket right and then chris was she an iowa fan or was she just on iowa yeah well yeah she, she, she went there iowa, both yeah, yeah. i was yeah, she's a grad, but uh, I was like, no, oh, let them win. I was like, I have Richmond plus 10. I don't give a fuck if they win. Just don't cover. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, Richmond, I mean, uh, Iowa by seven, but they ends up losing out, right? Crazy. So she was great. Um, who am I missing? Matt, Matt, Matt we talked to uh, Not a Mush for a little while. We did. Him? Yeah, we did. So, yeah, we'll shout out him. He's from San Diego, so he's around us. 
so we got to get him on the pod too he's, he's he was a cool ass guy so we'll, we'll we'll hit him up did it uh did we shout out our server at sahara that was bringing us literal pitchers of red bull vodka kyle have you i mean that's like your your greatest fantasy is pitchers of red bull vodka in vegas yeah yeah i think her name was blakely um you know, after Kelly left, we talked for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, just about kind of everything, you know, where, where we're from, what we do, what we like, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I'm just having the time of my life sitting at a pool, watching the end of basketball games and drinking the greatest drink on the planet, Red Bull vodka. When I saw those pictures come out, I thought I was like, this is everything Kyle's ever dreamed of. It's, it, he loves this shit it, to have literal pictures of it brought out for us. And like you said, buddy, yeah. <laughs> like you said, um, the rest of the group left. It wasn't even our group that was there. We were just invited and tagging along, and she was still taking care of us after everybody else left. She was super nice, um, just a total sweetheart to take care of us like that. I don't know, guys. Are we missing anybody? She wasn't bad to look at either. No. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if I can, I don't know if there's anybody else trying to think if there's anything else really stupid that happened during the trip. Um, I mean, we got plenty of really, we got plenty of really stupid things that could happen that we could talk about for like 20 (laughs) seconds. Yeah. What did, what do you get? What do you got? Uh, well, our dad, uh, Jared doesn't know how to swim. So it's yeah. kind of a, it's kind of a funny trait. So we were kind of busting his balls all weekend and Chris, me and Jared Saturday, Saturday morning, we're walking to the Sahara and we could literally see it. Like you could see it. You could just have to walk fucking straight towards it. It was easy, big parking lot. And Chris was like in his phone trying to find the fucking directions. And he kind of realized that he was being stupid because we could see it. And he looks back and he goes, well, I had to fucking check that there's no water. Cause if there's water, we're fucked. And that was fucking hilarious. We, we, it probably doesn't hit right now, but goddamn in person, that shit was hilarious. I was hoping we would have collectively won a little bit more so that we could pitch in and get Jared some swimming lessons. No, the dad's having a pool built in his backyard. He'll be able to just wade it in on his own and fucking figure it out. Right, Jared? That or this will be my last podcast ever. We'll find out either one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh god anybody got anything else uh i think the lack of food that chris ate was fucking unbelievable that dude he had breakfast with us on friday and we didn't eat all day and then saturday we he had like half a bowl of uh was it shrimp like a shrimp bowl thing he had like half of that didn't eat all day again <laughs> i was just shocking how how did his body works yeah chris well, what's up dad, with that? you know i just just focused on the sports and uh you know and the dads and having beers and you know food can wait you know it was a uh inter- intermittent fast sports okay. bet godlike you know adderall booze fast settled down I remember uh, go back to Jeff real quick. We're giving shit, giving Chris shit about his hair or lack thereof in a certain spot. And, uh, and Jeff had his back. 
Chris, Jeff was in your corner. He said that's golf hat or golf head or whatever. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Jeff. And Thanks then for I that's just hat hair, Dad. And then I was just laugh. I start laughing, and then I well, because I took a picture of his huge BS. We're calling it at this point, short for bald spot. And I go, "Hey, Kelly, do you think you what do you think about this?" And I showed her the picture, and he's like, "She was like, ooh, he needs to get that taken care of." Oh God! Hey, God hey, we're, hey, Kelly, you didn't tell me about that. Haberman and Middlecoff, we're gonna hit those guys up. Shave it or save it. We have to. We absolutely have to. Has to. All right. Anything else from the trip that anybody wants to to get in there? I no, mean, we saw. Be, oh, no, only because my mom might watch this. I'm we'll sa- we'll yeah, save some stuff a- for the director's cut. <laughs> If anybody, if anybody wants to hear the the real locker room talk version of any of these stories, versus we have a lot of other stories as well, you can hit us up. We'll we'll talk about them with you. Yeah, Neil and I can probably have the whole episode on the cat's meow. Oh my god, cat's <laughs> meow. Oh boy. Um, I mean, we got to see Saint. We got to see Saint Peter's beat Kentucky. That's pretty. That's pretty epic that that happened. We saw it go to overtime, and Joe's standing there, and he's like, "I'm taking him, and I'm taking him on the money line." As soon as it goes to overtime, that was yeah, a good was hit, a, Dad. Yeah, that was a, a heat couple check. Of us dads had to go put a hundred on one blackjack hand because he cashed that. Right, right yeah, because um, dude, I was unbelievable. That I was like eight and one on the day, and I was like, "This is a heat check." I'm like, "What do you guys think of this live?" They always lose in, in overtime, and then I fucking and was like, "Fuck it." It was like plus one seventy five. Took him on the money line, and they. Pulled their cocks out and covered for a dad. It what was... are they? What's their mascot? Peacocks. Oh, well, pulled their, you know, what's out. Their pe- peacocks yeah. have cocks, don't they? Well, we did find out that spiders have cocks until we they did. run into, we... until they run into, uh, who does Providence, right? Rias. Yeah. Yeah. I think we told Kelly that spiders actually infect to, or how, what the, how they mate at that point because we were all on richmond including there was a lot of research into how they actually procreate with each other um and how they just hand off the sack and yeah so yeah it's so. a just a create this is a, if you guys want to see it inside and how our brains work there you go but we have to yeah. find out if how spiders mate after they cover a few well chris i mean chris how many games did you in a row did you cash on them and then you did jump off right before providence right yeah, it was four, the three games in their conference and then the the first one in the tourney. Well, there was one that they didn't they before before whoever the Providence, they they cover four of five. There was one L we took in there, but we were on all all of the all the other five. Or That's right. Four, I guess. Four and they went four and one. ATAS. A couple other ones that come to mind immediately. I mean, I talked about the Georgia State cover against Gonzaga earlier. That was pretty unbelievable. A um, couple of the dogs that won, like the New Mexico State, that was a good hit. Um, shoot, who else was a dog that won in the first round? Help me out, guys. The two 12s, two, two 12 and fives won? Or 12 versus fives? That's the lower seed one? Or was it three? Richmond. Fuck you, Joe. Richmond won five in a row before that game. ATS? I thought they didn't cover one of them because I know we dude, we fired we they we fired one and they they didn't cover when I was playing golf last 
No, uh, they were Sunday. always dogs. They were always dogs. They were always catching. Them. That's why I was taking them. I know that, but they, they didn't beat Rhode around. Island, VCU, Dayton, Davidson, Iowa, all outright. Oh wow! Maybe I'm just dumb. They, that's why they have cocks, spiders. Yeah, New they actually don't. New Mexico State was one. Uh, we saw one of the most hideous non-covers I can re- remember in quite some time with Michigan State failing to cover against Duke. That oh was uh, simply just uh, incomprehensible. Um, as if we don't have reason, some of us to enough reason to not like Mr. Coach K, but it's fine. Uh, the the end. Of, oh my God! The end of the Arizona game. I mean, you guys were in Benny Hanna, right? Watching it. Um, the end of the Arizona TCU game was just like. Yeah, peak. we caught the last two minutes in overtime at the book with Dave. Yeah, we were in the book. So, yeah, that was that was pretty good to finish the trip on. For people who have not been to Vegas for the tournament and been in that environment with that kind of energy surrounded by some people who have like thousands riding on these games. How would you guys describe it to someone that hasn't? I've told my brothers, there's not really a way to describe it. You have to just experience it. But like, how cool is it when you get these nail biter games coming down in the end and there's different groups roaring every time down the court? I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like rooting for people, but there's nothing quite better than knowing some douchebag is about to lose his fucking house. Like, <laughs> I get off on that. That is, that is amazing to me. Just betting more than they can handle because they feel good on something, and they're just wrecked. Like the guy last year at the at the food at the court. food court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether that was too many Red Bull vodkas or his wife is divorcing him, it was. I mean, it's sad to say, it's still funny to see. I don't know. I just like, I like people just celebrating. Like, that is some fun shit. Like, some random motherfucker you run up to that you know had the same bed as you, high fiving, hugging, making out, maybe even meeting in the room later. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would just describe it's just utter chaos, right? Because you get these, like, for someone who isn't, doesn't know and is just walking through the book, like, you'll have the biggest scream and roar, you know, on a team making a three-pointer at the buzzer to lose by only 19 and not 22, right? Like, so, like, someone who doesn't know, you hear this massive scream at the end and you look up trying to figure out what happened. And it's like, oh, they still lost by 19? Why does why was the roar, you know? And so it's, like, almost too much to – to try and keep track of when you've got, you know, four games going on at one time of, you know, did the over just hit? Did the second half over or under hit? Did they cover? Like, you don't know what people are rooting for. It's way too much to try and, like, keep tabs on. But everyone's got seems seemingly some action on some part of, you know, the final 30 seconds of a game that's pretty electric. What do you think, Jared? Being in the – being in the, you spent a lot of time in the book just – Catching the end of those games, I mean, how electric is that atmosphere? You know, that's the first time that I've actually been to Vegas for March Madness, and so it was crazy. I mean, but the, the craziest part of all of it is the most electric game of them all, Arizona 
me and Matt end up spinning in the room together, yelling it, you know, because we've got to catch our flight at four o'clock the next morning. So, I mean, from when I got there Thursday at midnight to when we left at six o'clock in the morning on Monday, it was, it was electric the whole time. Neil, I remember sweating out that under with you in that Villanova game on Sunday morning where it's, I mean, we're, you and I are, it's almost like we're planning like a, like a, like chess moves, right? Like we need this to happen and then this to happen and then this, and then there's maybe a chance and trying to just telegraph like multiple possessions at a time. I mean, those kinds of sweats with your buddies when you're on a game together, it's just, I, I don't know how it gets better than that. Well, it gets better than that if the CLV goes in your direction. So the game that Matt's discussing <laughs> was Villanova and was it Loyola? Who, no, who, who did they who play? Yeah, Sunday. I don't who'd know. Nova beat on Sunday? Help somebody help me out. Can you guys also do that with the Ohio State game? Oh, that's who they played. Okay. Ohio State. Yeah. Villanova. Yeah. Villanova, Ohio State. So I knew as soon as that line went up like Saturday morning, I went and I booked the under 132, thinking both teams just played incredible defense. Like, pace is going to be slow like I could see this number collapsing like I I don't know how you could have watched the first two games and thought okay this is an over and this line's going to be bet up Matt waited and Sunday morning he got under 134 yeah I think it had moved up multiple points multiple point yeah it moved up multiple points so I'm sitting there with a sweat with under 132 I've lost two points because it's just steamed up by that it lands 132 right so that's the only way it could be better but I think at one point we that was a pretty lucky cover and pretty lucky win like it it, it was it a lucky died that yeah back. yeah like we were sitting there with four minutes left thinking There's a no lot's got to go our way for this to to hit but um yeah even at that point I was just happy to get a, a push and get some money back, but yeah, the the CLV can, yeah, could take a shit in that for all we care. So, all right, well, let's just get let's end the show with this. Um, we're recording on Tuesday night. The Sweet Sixteen starts on Thursday. Uh, Neil, you had some info. Do you have that handy? What you sent us yeah. this morning? Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, again, shout out Dave's Dave show. So he they brought up a really interesting point. So the last two years. In the Sweet 16, the higher seed is eight and eight against the spread, but the higher seed is 11 and five straight up, right? So that means of the 16 games, the team that was seeded higher than the other actually won 11 of the 16. So, I mean, you can kind of go again, the committee, you know, and how they put these matchups and put these seedings, you know. They really don't know shit. And, you know, Vegas can come through with with better odds to say that, you know, really trying to determine on who's the better team once they step out on the floor. And I mean, I think we see a lot of that, you know, in in some of the matchups where you've got a higher seed, you know, that's that's favored or you got a, you know, a much higher seed. I mean, go to, you know, North Carolina, UCLA, like UCLA is only two and a half point favorite, you know, in that game. So um a lot of people just going to come through and they're going to look at that little number next to the team and say, 
oh my gosh, they must be so better, you know, so much better. I mean, Villanova, a two versus an 11. Villanova's only a five-point fave, right? You got Texas Tech, the three seed, but they're laying a point um, to Duke. Um, you know, it's just one of those, you know, just another one of those things. You can look at, you know, maybe taking some some money line dogs if they're on a team that's higher seeded to come out with a, with an outright win. Kyle, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, similar, like I was saying, I, I'm, I'm most intrigued with that Houston-Arizona game. I mean, both play exceptional defense, so it's really just going to be who can probably get out and run, who can commit less mistakes that's going to come out of that. Probably same with Duke and Texas Tech. Um, just so, so similar to the teams, you know, Texas Tech's scrappy. They want to they play dirty. So it's, it's going to be fun. I mean, even that Miami and Ohio or Iowa State game, um, you know, Miami coming out of nowhere, if they can hit their threes, you know, they're going to need to against Iowa State because they're ranked fifth nationally defensively. So it's, you know, everyone's thinking because of what Miami's done, what they did, did what they just did to Auburn. It's probably going to be easy, but, you know, Iowa State has played pretty solid defense all year. So, you know, it's, I don't think it's going to be quite as easy as people think. Well, Jared, I th- remind me, tell me if I'm right. Part of the conversation we were having with Dave when asking him about the Sweet 16, he talked about all the things that happen for these kids in this whirlwind period of time between when they win their game on Saturday or Sunday and they're going to the Sweet 16 the following Thursday, Friday. Is that right? Was was that part of our yeah, conversation yeah, with yeah. him? He was- he was talking about momentum and thinking, uh, you know, hey, he goes, hey, there's no fucking momentum. These kids got to fly home. They got to go to class on Monday and Tuesday and then fly back out to a new arena that might have different lighting. I mean, he was talking about Gonzaga missing free throws or, uh, this past weekend. And now, you know, they're not going to miss the same free throws. Nimhart, who's like a 94% free throw shooter, I think missed three free throws. And he's just saying, like, stuff like that isn't going to happen again. So. Don't count on it. And yeah, and just, you know, the season is so long. Don't put so much stock. Yes, what happened over the weekend is important, but that's that's two games out of like 30 something. So there there is something to be said for these teams' body of work and who they are, not just what they showed. Like Kyle, as impressive as Miami was, they did play two teams that turned the fuck over out of the ball for, I mean, really all 40 minutes. So don't get carried away with stuff you saw in just these two games, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, you, you've, I think everyone here has always said it best, you know, to, you know, don't get carried away from last week over reaction. So it, it can be the same thing, you know, to what Jared was talking about with Dave. Um, four days is a lot, you know, what, exactly what momentum, you know, you, you left that climate and you've now had four days to just kind of sit and think, Chris, I mean, anything to add to that? I mean, you're always the one who says, what, what did you just see? And, and a lot of people bet that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm going to be looking at a lot of the, the teams that maybe people uh, don't expect are going to hang. And uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see, you know, that there's continuing. You know, I started the Saturday poopy six pack because it was just, lines that are kind of mind fucking and now it's great that people 
it's going to be popular games, sweet 16 games that are going to mind fuck people. Well, wait, why is the three seed favored over the, the two seed? Why is the number one seed Arizona who is, has the best record in, in the, you know, the nation only laying one to, to Houston. Why has the line gone down? So it'll screw even Villanova, the two seed only land to four. They probably think that's free money against Michigan. So it's a, it's good to see. I'm going to be interested. I hope the dogs are barking. I know it's probably going to be closer to 50, 50, but, uh, We'll see if we can get some some doggies. Speaking of doggies, anybody want to – I mean, the biggest spread of the week is the St. Peter's, but that's a 15 seed. But anybody want to make the case for those dirty Razorbacks from the SEC? Everybody's making fun of the SEC right now. LOL, Kentucky, Auburn, Sia, Tennessee, thanks for coming. Arkansas, can they can they hang? Can they – maybe do it outright against the always number one Gonzaga. Well, I say I'd, real quick, because I feel like this has Chris Duke, uh, the answer from Chris Duke written all over it, but I will not only right, Matt, have we seen all these other SEC teams go down, but the, the, the Arkansas's run has been super unimpressive, right? You had a sweet sweat out a four point win against Vermont, the 13 seed. And then, you sweated out a five-point win where they look awful against New Mexico State, right? So they played a 12 seed and a 13 seed. They won by a combined nine points in addition then to what, you know, the SEC's done in this tournament. And now you get to go face Gonzaga. What, what say you, Chris Duke? So true, Neil. I was just going to say that, yeah, because I, I was on the Aggies that day and I remember driving home with Joe and just being like god damn this game is fucking ugly I was like this it was probably I think it was one of the most uh under games besides that Loyola Chicago one uh it was just like a disgusting game nobody could score Aggies ended up covering of course Arkansas got the the win but uh yeah you're right I mean talk about people that are gonna go you know take that narrative and run SEC sucks they could barely get past Vermont and New Mexico. How are they going to hang with the Zags? Zags just beat a really great Memphis team who's won, you know, whatever it was before that 13 or 14 game. They were hot. They barely. So we'll see. But I'll, uh, I, you got me. Let's go. Hogs, baby. Let's go hog hunting. Big Suey, baby. Kyle, you got anything on that one? I mean, Arkansas can D the fuck up. They can muck up the game a little bit, maybe get Gonzaga out of their rhythm. I mean, is Gonzaga play – Teams yeah, I mean, that tough on D all year. I mean, for sure. I mean, that's their pedigree. But I mean, I I definitely bought the half on Arkansas at plus ten. I think they they're going to keep it close. Um, you know, to say they barely got by Vermont, you know, is is kind of silly because it was a bad matchup. You know, they were on upset alert. You know, by a lot of experts, so take that with a grain of salt. But you know, it was a bad matchup. Um, and New Mexico State probably just you know tired legs. I mean, it's. They just come out of their own conference tournaments. Now they're playing in the biggest tournament and, you know, you got nerves, you got tired legs. So, you know, this is great. They got the rest and, you know, give me, give me those 10 points all day. And I think that's down to nine now. So, you know, a lot of people are thinking the same thing, which maybe means it's a bad bit. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, We'll see. So great matchup. So, I mean, um, what do we got? UCLA versus UNC. I mean, that is just a classic 
historical blue blood matchup right there. That's going to be outstanding. Uh, we'll, we'll see what St. Peter's can do for an encore. I mean, it's been a few times now recently that we've seen one of these really crazy double digit seeds. We saw last year um, with who, who was it last year? Was it Oral Roberts? So we looked at Roberts. Yeah. Well, that's two oral mentions on the show. That's <laughs> I think that means we're going too long, but uh, we'll see what they can do for an encore. If those guys can go back, regroup, come out. Uh, anybody know where they're playing? Where that one, where that regional's at? I don't know. I know the one, the West one here. So we haven't talked about Scotty yet. Scotty's our other guy. Not really in the Fade U group, but it's a guy I know personally. I've known for a long time. He was a great part of the trip as well. Uh, he lives up in the Bay Area, so he may, may try to make it over to the Chase Center for the Sweet 16. So, Scotty, it was fun cashing tickets with you. I hope you get to go see some more games. But, man, anybody got anything else before we wrap this one up? One more thing about Scotty, dude. He was – Blackjack was pretty electric with Scotty. He was – man, he was up a shitload, then down a shitload. Then he was like, fuck it, he had 100 left. Black chip – Played it one. <laughs> he just was a madman. So it was, we should it was call really him fun. Scotty, uh, you should call him Scotty Moneymaker because he was like a chip, a chair, and a prayer. And he just fucking <laughs> yeah. his last yeah. chip. He got, he, he that got down to his last, his last chip at least three or four times and came all the way back and then some. It was. He loves himself some blackjack, that's for sure. So, Scotty, we had a great time with you. Had a great time with the dads. Thanks again to everybody, Kelly, all the wager talk people, everybody we met, everybody we talked to on the trip. Uh, just had such a fun time. Can't wait to do it again next year, hopefully. And uh, everybody, if you listen this long, thank you. We appreciate it. Follow us on uh, on Twitter at Fade U Sports. We'll make sure we get all the guys tagged in it so you can follow all the dads on Twitter. And we'll be back. We'll be back next week. We'll talk about what we saw in the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight. We'll always bring more funny stories and shit talking each other and we have a good time here on this show so let's get out of here with this chris duke uh what happens sometimes when you bet on poop like georgia state like the clippers tonight in denver it's a five-point game let's get the poopy plus six and a half guys love you all bet poop dads. yeah 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 This is Fade You.